Hello and welcome to Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, a brand new podcast celebrating those times in life where auditions and castings don't quite go to plan. I'm your host, Christopher Bartlett-Walford, and each week I'm joined by a guest from the entertainment world to delve into a mailbag of tales that you, the listeners, have sent in. It's a show full of anecdotes and stories from when castings made you cringe with embarrassment with what you did, or those days where you had to be there to believe what happened. The kind of stories you tell your mates over a coffee afterwards and they go, no, that didn't happen, and you cringe with embarrassment and go red in the face and say, oh boy, yes they did. (laughs) Everything is anonymous and names will have been changed, but it is all 100% true and they all happened. Hopefully we'll all learn something from some of them, but even if we don't, we've had a right laugh in the process. And I will be uh, saying some of mine as well as we go through this series, which is making me burn up already, if I'm perfectly honest. (laughs) If you would like to submit your stories for us to share, then please do so by emailing them to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. And please do tweet along and share along as you listen to the show. We are at don'tcalluspod on all social media. We want you to really share these stories with everyone who's been in the situation to remind them it's it's okay when things go wrong. It's not the end of the world, but it is a little bit funny. (laughs) This week, actor and singer Robert West joins me via Zoom. We are recording this in lockdown after all. Uh, Now, Robert is a fantastic actor who's appeared in On Your Feet. Uh, He was in Choir of Man. He's an incredible vocalist and he's been in loads of hit shows throughout his career. Uh, we actually met whilst we were both vocal judges on uh, the BBC show All Together Now a couple of years ago, and we've been mates ever since, and I know he's got some cracking tales, so I thought what better way and what better person to start our show with by chatting to Robert about his career and inviting him to go through your submissions with me. So I start the show, as I always do, by asking Robert what his relationship with auditions is. Does he like them? Does he fear them? Is he intimidated by them? What do auditions mean to him? Mate, I, to be fair, mate, I really, really enjoy going to auditions. I always feel that people think there's too much pressure um, with auditions. I, I, you know what I'm like as a person. I'm quite a laid back guy anyway. And I know that the people behind, because the people behind the panel aren't there to catch you out. Exactly. And so the, I, I feel sometimes, yes, don't get me wrong, if it's for a, a show you have dreamt about for ages and ages and you are desperate and you think this is the one and you could do this for the next four or five years, then a little bit of nerves get in because you know you have to do a good job. But at the end of the day, if you do the best that you can do on that day, then that is the best that you can do. And that is showing them the best that you can do. It's true. Well, I'm glad you enjoy them. I always enjoy them because I know that for the panel, it's the best part of their job. It's the best bit of performing is going to meet new people. It's the best It's the best part of any casting director job when they actually get to meet the faces behind the spotlight profiles and, and all that jazz and stuff as well. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's I, I enjoy them. And I enjoy the buzz as well of going to an audition. You know, it's everyone's there. It sounds so terrifying, but everyone's there for the same job and you're like there's a buzz in the room where you just just enjoy it and i I enjoy it yeah well you get to see a lot of your friends all the time as well and then realize oh i'm in the same casting bracket as you we probably shouldn't be friends exactly (laughs) 
there's another man with the, there, there's three other guys with beards Oh, oh, good, yeah. And dark hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Oh, you again. You beat me to the last five jobs. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi again. Yes, I am still working in Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm going to hit you with a first story. It's a quick one, this okay, one, but I like on. it. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. A few yeah. years ago, I auditioned for one of the more yeah. dance-based drama schools. I didn't have a huge amount of dance experience, but had improved over the previous year, so was feeling pretty confident. When asked if I classed myself as more of a dancer or a singer, I even said dancer. I regretted this soon after. As they taught us the routine, I realised I might be out of my depth, but I stayed confident. Fake it till you make it, right? Well, they split us up into small (laughs) groups, and I managed to stumble through. Then it got to the improv at the end. I totally forgot this was coming up. So at first I stood there blankly, Well, then I started to awkwardly dad dance, did a really rubbish high kick and an even worse pirouette, racking my brains to think of a way to save it with a big finish. So I jump in the air and land face down on the floor like a starfish. (laughs) We hold our positions while the panel look at us and write notes. We're in this massive fancy hall Everyone else is holding fierce poses, legs in the air, in the splits, back bends, etc. And I'm literally lying on the floor face down. That's amazing. <laughs> I wish the story ended here. Sadly, there's uh, more. Oh. <laughs> I figured there's no point staying down there any longer. I can see they've dealt with me already. So I get up before everyone else. It's still quiet. Panel still writing. And as I move to get up, I fart. (laughs) It's so simple. I left the audition wondering if and how that actually happened. But on the bright side, I guess it can't get much worse than that. Needless to say, I didn't get in. And if you've ever auditioned in this particular hall, it was in the Erdang Dance Hall, I can say that. If ever you've auditioned in that beautiful (laughs) big hall, it 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 hasn't it doesn't half have a good acoustic, I'll say that. (laughs) I love There's nothing better Um, either than a bowel movement through your audition or anything like that. Oh goodness me. It, I mean it's that must have happened to every dancer at some point. It clearly shows that she was really going for it. <laughs> or very relaxed. Or very relaxed. Yeah, too relaxed. Too relaxed if anything. Too relaxed. It wasn't meant went... to be for her. She was far too relaxed. <laughs> Clearly when she went down and and starfished on the floor, her body went that's enough. That's, I think I've, I've held it in long enough. Maybe the impact of her <laughs> landing flat on the floor just pushed it out. <laughs> oh, dear. The thing is, I know who sent these in, but I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> so oh, I know God. who I know whose story no. that was. And that's an absolute, uh, that's a peach. Well, goodness. Well, maybe peach is the wrong word. Do you, do you know, yeah. do, you, do you know if this person did get into a drama school eventually? They did. They, they, I, I believe they went to a, a rather <laughs> reputable one eventually. But um, may, yeah, oh, that, good, good. I love it. Goodness me, that that poor performer. At least they, at least they could just kind of. I was going to say blow it off, but that's not the right phrase, is it? At least they could just kind of forget <laughs> about it now and know that it doesn't matter. 
How were your auditions for drama school? Did they go all right? Or did, was there anyone that you were like, oh, that was terrible? I do remember, I do remember one um, RADA audition. We, we, I, I've just mentioned the school, but one That's RADA right. audition that I had <laughs> was, in, was in Manchester. And I had learned to monologue from the girls' set of monologues. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I I basically had gone in and they said, out of the list, which one of these have you done? And I went, um, I, I don't recognize any of these. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I haven't done any of these. Um, I've done this one from, from Othello. And she was like, that's that's on the girls list so i i still did it and still performed it but a bit like the young lady you've just mentioned i didn't get into rather that year <laughs> let's just say <laughs> it just it just but, shows um, that you were way ahead of the curve there with a genderless role that's exactly. all it was uh, also read the packs they send you <laughs> <laughs> if you learn anything read Tell me about an audition of your career that didn't go to plan, Robert. So uh, I have had an audition story. Uh, I've got a few horrors, but this one is is one that you go, oh my goodness, can't believe that actually happened. Um, it's that, That's what we want. Come on, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> it, it was regarding, I don't mind saying names and stuff, but it was regarding a show that I had been put forward for by an agency at the time that I didn't feel was quite right for me at the time, hence why I'm not with them anymore. However, I was given the job and put into an audition for a Tim Rice show. Now, it was a, it was a Tim Rice show, which was basically a celebration of his music on a, on a ship, a seaborne ship, and it was being cast by Belinda King. Now, if anyone knows Belinda King out there, she, uh, lovely, lovely lady, but if you don't do the work, then she will tell you about it. Um, anyway, there was a situation where at the time, I was working in a pub in Ealing and the owners of the pub had gone for a holiday to New Zealand. Now, they'd gone to New Zealand um, which meant that the dogs that they had, they had two beagles needed looking after. So it was silly me put my hand up and went, I will look after the the dogs. <laughs> dog sitting. Now, <laughs> dog sitting. Now, now, having a boxer dog of my own, I kind of thought, this is going to be a breeze. These are tiny little dogs. They, they'll be fine. Oh, was I wrong they were absolute <laughs> nightmares i had to i had to literally it, I, I could do no work in the pub i could do nothing i couldn't learn anything i could not do anything because these dogs just took up my life for the whole time that they weren't here so there was a day they were coming back was the day of the audition so i was pleased that i could go to the audition however on the brief for the audition, I was told that I needed to sing Close Every Door from Joseph. Now, me being the worst musical theatre student in the world, <laughs> I'd never seen Joseph. I'd whoa, never whoa, 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 whoa. You'd never seen Joseph by this point? 
know. I'd never seen Joseph. I hadn't even heard the soundtrack. I had never heard this song ever. And I got sent the music. So the night before with, with these two beagles running around my feet, I was literally trying to learn this song. Anyway, in my head, I thought, right, I'm just going to leave it. The first round of an audition is generally a producer from in the office and somebody else. Um, what What's the harm in me holding the sheet music? So I went to the audition, which was at Pineapple. I arrived and the people, they were a bit late as, as all auditions normally are, but I waited and people were going in one by one and they were taking a oh, good 10, 15 minutes each. They were going a thorough, thorough audition. That's a, that's a solid um, first round that if they're in there for 15 minutes. Solid. It was, yeah. it was a long time. Anyway, it was time for me to go in and I was like, in my head, I've just been, I've not prepared anything for this, but I thought, I could blag my way out of it, wing it. People call it wing it like Westy. Uh, <laughs> if I could wing it like Westy, it would be all right. So I went in, I went, I went in, holding my sheet music, walking in, I look up and sat at the table is Sir Tim Rice. Oh, you're kidding. And, <laughs> and Belinda King, the, the only two people in the audition with Belinda King and Tim Rice. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So I walk in and I said, hello, hello. I wasn't expecting you here, I said. And he was like, yes, yes, yes. This is it my interesting to see my show. Um, Belinda's like, so I said, so have you done the stuff? I said, yeah, I- I've had a look. And is there any chance I can have the sheet music Cause just, to, just to make sure I do it? Knowing full well, I had no idea how this song went. <laughs> I tried, I tried to sight read a Tim Rice song that he had written in front of Tim Rice, <laughs> <laughs> and within, they, Belinda didn't even let me finish the song, and she went, "That'll do for today, thanks." Now, they got 10 minutes each, all the other people. And I had literally been in for 30 seconds, tried to sight read a Tim Rice song in front of the Sir himself. And and that was it. That You know when you just want to shrink in a hole and go, oh, I'm so mate. sorry. But then you think to yourself, "Have I? Will I ever see Tim Rice ever again? Will he remember who I am? Will he be the? Will he go? Oh, he's the one who didn't know the song and there, there, there." But you know, oh, these I, are all what ifs. I would remember you a hundred percent. I would exactly the guy, the guy with sheet music to close every door. To, <laughs> I was singing it wrong. I wasn't singing the song. <laughs> what were you singing? And you could. <laughs> You could just see his face. You could just see his face going, what is this guy doing in here? (laughs) But it wasn't as if it was like, I was like, oh God, they didn't let me finish the song. As soon as she went, I think that's enough. I went, yep, okay, goodbye. Yep, sorry. Sorry about that. Thanks very much. And just shut out. As you're running running out of pineapple going, it was the Beagles. And then that was it. (laughs) Exactly. I blame the dogs. I've had a lot on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, Rob. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, that was one of the most traumatic auditions I've had, knowing that 
Tim Rice was there listening to oh, me mate. murder his song. At least that one was oh, self, but... self created. That one, <laughs> that was all on mate, you. Mate. Exactly, it was my own fault. Do you do you do a little bit more preparation now? <laughs> well, I do. I do. <laughs> just a little bit. Learned, just a little bit. Let's just let's just say you learn from your mistakes, and that was a pretty big one. Oh my goodness, Rob, that's terrible. That, <laughs> I know, I know. And the worst thing was, the worst thing was, Tim Rice at the time lived around the corner from me. Oh no. So. So it was always that opportunity where you walk past his house, going to Sainsbury's local. Other other supermarkets are available, but Sainsbury's local in Barnes, and <laughs> you you're wishing not to bump into him because he will know you for for that very reason. Without mentioning too much, I think this next story will go quite well with that one you've just told. Okay, so this was. Ahead. This was submitted by um, an actor who went for an actor-musician audition. Yeah. It's a quite, a, a quite a lengthy one, and this is less so about uh, something that went wrong, but just as one of those things that you look back on and go, that was a day. Yeah. So <laughs> this actor writes in and says, So I get a casting come through for my agent via email. It's a singing round for the actor-musician production of a classic sung-through musical that was going to do a limited run out in Canada. Perfect. I've never been to Canada before, and the score of this show is pretty cool. Thrilled, I checked the notes of the audition. The director was a highly regarded musical theatre director with a very dance-heavy background, let's say. Generally, that's, that's always warning already. Generally, I like to make sure I have done my research so I have an indication of who might be in the audition room. So I ask around various industry friends. The only one thing that everyone comes out with is, oh, he's lovely. He's likely to get you to do a pirouette in a singing call. So I, I say, all right, I think. A bit weird, but, you know, it, it gives him a bit of an indicator early on of what my dance ability is. Makes absolute sense. Which is really true, isn't it? If You know, if you just need a quick indication of if someone can dance, you just kind of say, right, can you do this quick, quick, good? And then, you know, you'll teach them a routine later on. So anyone who's not familiar with those kind of auditions, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Actor continues. Yeah. The breakdown for the audition says they want a song, quote, in the style of the show. It's quite a complex rock score from back in the day with nothing much like it. So I decided to find material and link it via the lyricist, Tim Rice. I go for Heaven on Their Minds from Jesus Christ Superstar. There's some nice high notes to show off my top tenor range, which is relevant for the show. And I can get a decent amount of story through the song too. Boom, he says. It comes to the day of the audition and I head off with my sheet music my flute, as is an actor musician show, and my suitcase, as I have to get on a train home straight away after the audition. It was a really weird audition room that I'd never been in before, oddly hidden above a building near the Ivy in central London. I wait in the lobby, and then I get called into the room. I walk in and say hello to this director, the panel, and our lovely pianist. First section of the audition goes as planned. I sing my song and the director seems really pleased throughout and gives a really big smile afterwards. Great! I play a short piece on my flute. Again, he looks really pleased. So far, so good. I put my flute down and then the part I'd been waiting for. 
Can you do a double pirouette? The director asks. <laughs> you prepared for this, I thought. You might have gone to a drama school that's not overly known for its dance, but you can bloody move. You've got this, bitch. That's what the actor writes. <laughs> I like that confidence. That's good. <laughs> I whack out a nice little double pirouette on the right, thrilled with myself. And on the other side, he asks. I whack out another double, but this time on the left. Slightly less stable, but pretty solid. Nailed it. Mic drop in the bag, I think. Then the next bit, I wasn't quite expecting. Okay, I want you to do your song again, he asks. But this time, I want you to do it like you've just done a huge hit of smack. Now, this part <laughs> took me by surprise. <laughs> I'm playing Judas Iscariot in the song, not Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> then I thought about it for a second and realised it's this is a test. It's the director checking how much direction you can take. So just go for it. And that is, isn't it? You know, I, I, as directors, you you ask someone to, to do a little bit of direction, whether whether it's something as, as full on as that, to just to see if they can take it and know that you'll be able to work with them. So again, nothing out of the ordinary here. Absolutely solid. Okay. I just want you to use the room and just be free with it, darling. The room isn't a huge one. It's not like some of the rooms at Dance Attic or Pineapple. The door's on one side of the room, audition table at one end with the piano, and then a window with some net curtains at the other end, probably about seven metres in length. Again, I think to myself, bitch, you've just come off the international tour of hair. You play someone high on drugs every single night, running around the place dressed as a hippie and getting your willy out to the audience. What are you worried about? So I go for it. The pianist starts to play the iconic opening riff, I start to feel the drugs coursing through my veins, hypothetically, and feel the high hitting me. Singing, my mind is clearer now. I won't sing the whole song, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, I keep going. I'm really, really feeling it. It's going really well. I remember to use the room, like he said. I managed to get myself to the back of the room near the window. And I'm writhing around in the net curtains just in time to shout, Jesus! Like that. <laughs> He said, I'm not going to lie, it felt absolutely iconic. <laughs> I... <laughs> I get to the end of the song, and even though I was thinking he'd maybe cut in, uh, cut it a bit short once he'd seen enough, I took it as an additional nice indicator. Gorgeous, darling, the director said. He thanks me with a big smile. I thank the pianist and leave. Absolutely buzzing. Was a really good feeling after the audition. After a few minutes of adrenaline, flute playing and fanning around in some neck curtains like Russell Brand trying to do musical theatre, I'm brought back to earth with a thud. I have to head to the train station now to head home for my uncle's funeral. <laughs> it was one of the oddest days of my life, yet at the same time perfectly encapsulates what a day in the life of an actor is like. Never a dull moment, he says. <laughs> <laughs> never ah! never at all there's so much to unpack very good. so much that first of all great what a what an amazing audition to have to do and that's the kind of audition that you just like the 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 actor has said really remembers and really feels part of and really connects to in the room even if it is the net curtains <laughs> and that, they, it's very good sounds like a great panel as well they know that they're going to let you have a bit to play with Clearly, they know that you've you've shown what you need to do and they've shown that you, you've got the talent to do the show and then they give you something fun to do and see how you respond. But that's the thing. You have to kind of disassociate yourself and the rest of your day. And then it does hit you like a ton of bricks that you have to go to your uncle's funeral straight away. 
it's true. It is true. Honestly, it is so true. Oh goodness me! Yeah, I don't that's think brilliant. I don't, that is brilliant. I don't think I've ever had to go to a funeral straight after a a, a drug, a mock drug induced Jesus. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I bet though. I bet it's. I bet the performance was spot on. I tell you. Tell me another one. What uh, you said you had a couple of ones that uh, from your time in audition rooms didn't quite go as planned. Yes, um, I had another one uh, only a couple, only last year, I think, um, and it was for the show. <laughs> it was for the show Club Tropicana. Now, Club oh, the Tropicana, eighties kind of musical that toured. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fun. Yeah. Now. It, Directed by a good friend of mine, Sam Holmes, and choreographed Nick Winston. He, he was the choreographer. Now, I couldn't make the singing round. So Nick, at the time, didn't know who I was, but Sam did. And Sam just said, oh, well, if you can't make the singing rounds, just tell him to come to a dance round um, and basically do his audition very quickly before the dancers do it. Anyway, so I rocked up at 5.30 on a, on a, say, a Wednesday afternoon and I, I, I am asked to go and put my choppers on. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm really sorry. Now, I, I'm, well, I have got some because I'm in a show just down the road at the moment but uh, for my warm-up, but I don't think I'm for the dance call. And he went, oh, no, no, we're here. This is dance only today. This is everything. They had no idea that I was meant to be there for a singing round. So <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw Club. I don't know if anybody saw Club Tropicana, but it is very, very dancey. And <laughs> those who know me know that I am not very, very dancey. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can move like like the triple pirouette guys in the last story, but. <laughs> I am not a Nick Winston full out uh, dancer. Nick, anyway, anyone who doesn't know Nick's, Nick's stuff, Nick is a great choreographer and he puts you through your paces in an audition. Really, he really does. gets you working so I, up a sweat. So I walk into this room and there are guys and girls with legs up by their ears. They are there are people in box splits. There are people doing split leaps. There are literally, you name it. I mean, I can't even touch my toes. Never mind, they were splitly. Um, and we start learning the choreo and boom, boom, boom. At halfway through, it kind of appears to Nick that I don't have a clue what I am doing. So he bless him. He comes over to me and he comes and teaches me his own choreo with no one else. So everyone else is learning the main choreo. And for me, he's doing a under sevens version for Rob West <laughs> in the back corner. <laughs> a, be a beginner's class for babies in the top corner. Um, so that basically that was that. We, we then came to the bit where they have to do it in threes. First three, first three, first three. Next two for some reason, was me and another guy. And I was like, are you sure you want me to do this? And they were like, yeah, let's just see how you crack on. Da, 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 da. 
well, I mean, I got through half the song and then just a little bit like the star, the star <laughs> jump girl who landed on her face. I, I basically turned into doing my own thing because I just <laughs> couldn't remember any of the dancing. I turned into Rob West on the dance floor at 3 a.m. in Freedom. That's what I turned into. <laughs> anyway, again, a little bit like uh, the other one, the other audition, they, they said, right, we'll do it again. A bit later on, did it. All, all Nick just said was, I've seen enough today. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, Nick, I'm so sorry. That... Anyway, but at the same time, I felt so pleased that they'd even given me the opportunity as a non-dancer, because he knew by the end of it that I wasn't meant to be there for the dancing. After we'd all explained the situation, he then realised I wasn't meant to be actually in this call. So there was the resolve. Um, there was a resolve. <laughs> However, it, w- it was just the fact that I, even at the end, I said, thank you so much for making a non-dancer feel like a dancer for an hour, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because he really took the time. Uh, they weren't judgmental. He wasn't judgmental in any way. And neither were the people in the room, which was really nice. That They knew that I was struggling and they were all dancers, and I wasn't. And in your own head, at first, you're going, this just is not for me. But then at the same time, you kind of, I kind of took it as a, like a, a dance class in a way where I could try and learn something from it, and, and I did. And I appreciated the, the time that they, they put in for me. Again, I didn't get the job, but it was... Oh, uh, I was hoping you did that. <laughs> But I didn't even get the chance to sing. <laughs> they just they just judged me off the dancing. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm still not meant to be judged just by that. Anyway, but oh, yeah. So it was a positive slash heart wrenching story at the same time with me trying to keep up with all these male dancers and female dancers being lifted here, there, and everywhere, and me trying to do oh, a time step lift. Um, so. Lifts in an audition is yeah. a completely different thing. I, oh, no, no, no. Two words that put the fear of God into me when I was doing musical theatre auditions as a performer was lifts and freestyle. I know. Freestyle <laughs> no, 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 no. eight counts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you've got 16 bars just to do whatever you want. Sorry, not 16 bars. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, my 16 bars is I'm going to go and walk out and I'll be back in 16 bars, I think. <laughs> Exactly. I had oh. a, I had a I had an audition for Stomp, you know. Stomp. Oh, nice. And I had got through to the next round, and in the next round, I had to do a sixteen-beat freestyle. Now I had arrived with with guys carrying bins. There was guys with no tops on. There was a guy giving a tattoo at the same time doing these <laughs> bloody dances. And there's little old me in a pair of Adidas trackies trying to trying to clap in time to 16 beats. Oh man, it was it was terrifying. I've never been more intimidated in all my life. I never got seen but, for Stomp. I always thought I'd be I'd love to do Stomp. What a wonderful audition yeah. process that would have been. A very noisy one. You need yeah. to take your earplugs. Here's here's one that's similar. Uh, it's a very quick one of, of an actor out of his depth that got sent in uh, earlier on this week to us. It goes like this. I once auditioned for a football commercial. Now, I can't play football to save my life. I'm absolutely rubbish at it. The audition was very screen testy. 
the usual stand in your profiles, which if you don't know is like when you face the camera, you turn left and right. So they literally can see what your face looks like. Then they asked me to dribble with the ball. So I did. It wasn't really showing much football skill. I then had to do keepy-uppies, which was mortifying because I was so bad. At the end, they said, uh, uh, pass the ball back to us. And I said, kick it. And they casually just nodded. I thought, oh, yes, now's the perfect time for me to show how hard I can kick a ball. So I kick it quite hard and it flies across the room, hitting the camera, <laughs> knocking it over <laughs> and smashing the camera on the ground. I broke their camera. <laughs> and the last line literally says, needless to say, I didn't get the job. <laughs> he did? No, he didn't. He didn't get it. Oh, he okay. did. <laughs> he got an £8,000 invoice for a black magic. No. <laughs> the thing is, if oh, no. for most on the most part, like commercial auditions are in a tiny little room with with a camera oh, and one other person. There's no room to pass it back to someone. They're the worst. Uh, honestly, c- commercial auditions are terrifying. They I'll are. tell you, they're terrifying. I once, you just don't know what they want. I once went. You could be perfect, and they not want you. Ex- exactly, go. exactly. This and this is it. So they, I mean, they must go through thousands of people, but because it's on a look. It's always on. It is literally always on how you look. And way, way yeah. back in the day, it used to be, I suppose it still is to an extent. But if there was like a big character, um, it was often encouraged, uh, you know, neither rightly or wrongly to go dressed as the character. Now, that's mm. fine. So, for instance, if you go in maybe for, I don't know, if you go maybe for a Book of Mormon audition, maybe wear a nice shirt or something, you know, just just, you know, it, it's. It's it's like you bound as the person. You kind of just a slight nod to that's how I would look as the character. This particular yeah. audition I went for was a hula hoops audition, a hula hoops commercial for their big new national campaign. Oh, certainly it was, and it was as a uh, you you had the, the the scene was two builders on their lunch break having a cup of tea. One of them gets a hula hoops packet out, puts a hula hoop on each index finger, and makes them dance around. So I went and I was walked into the room and, and they said it'll only be like five minutes. They, I'm not no word of a lie. There were 60 people in a room that was about six by six meters. It was like a sauna in there. Every single other person was at least 15 years older than me and was like a big burly bloke, like a blo- like a lad, lad bloke. Um, and almost every single one of them had dressed in steel toe cap boots, jeans and a high-vis vest with a denim shirt, or a, a, like a check shirt, sorry. And I was literally sat there in like a, a shirt and tie, not shirt and tie, but like a shirt and a jacket, thinking I've got to look nice for a screen, like freshly shaven. No, 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 everyone was rough as anything. But the thing is, none of that mattered because the audition was literally, if you put your two fingers up in front of you and, and you had to make them dance, and that was the whole thing that was on the screen. And they literally yeah, yeah. said, "You've yeah. and this was the thing, you've got 60 seconds to freestyle dancing with a hula hoop on your finger. And I'm like, <laughs> I can only make them go back and forth. I, <laughs> I just, I can't do it. After about five seconds, I'd run out of freestyling for my fingers. <laughs> I just was like, this, this, it was the most, it was the most confusing and random thing. And I ended up being there for about two bloody hours. And I do like a minute in, I'm like, thank you very much. That was it. 
<laughs> I don't. I think the audition. I think the the advert existed in the end, and it was. I think they maybe showed a little bit more, but the screen they had because I could see the monitor was literally like wiggling my fingers. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's mental, mate. Maybe if, maybe if I dressed as a builder, I would have got my fingers would have got the job. Oh dear! Right, I'm going to do. Though, if you have, if, if if your fingers were not right, that'd be it, again. You they... wouldn't have got the job, mate. It was the six-inch nail extensions on the end that I forgot to tell them about. <laughs> 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 this is from an actress who uh, entitled this one "Dance Call." <laughs> i once had an audition for a fringe musical the first round went really well i sang my song with gusto and was immediately asked to come back for recalls the next day before leaving the first round audition i was asked by the director what my tap skills were like Uh, fyi these are absolutely non-existent she says which i very much made clear to the team the director asked all right no problem uh what's your dance like generally I said it was so-so and that I'd done a lot of movement in the past. This seemed to satisfy him and he excitedly replied, well, we look forward to meeting you again tomorrow. Overnight, I was sent some more material to learn for the following day, which I spent many hours labouring over. So the next day, I turned up at a massive church in East London to be greeted by about 50 other female auditionees, all in their leotards and tap shoes. It's fine, I told myself. They know you can't tap. They won't make you do it. Oh, how wrong I was. (laughs) I spent the next hour and a half fudging my way through a tap routine by mostly flailing and distracting them by pulling monstrously animated faces. Smile hard enough and they won't notice, she says. (laughs) After after I had completely humiliated myself at the mercy of the director, yes, he was the one teaching the tap routine, I thought, it's fine, they'll let you sing again now, you've prepared all that material. Nope, they cut me after that, and I f- left feeling baffled oh. by the whole thing. Oh, it's dear! It's awful. That's it's terrifying, oh. isn't it? After preparing all that oh. stuff as well, to only go in and know, and to know that you'd communicated so much that you weren't a dancer, or certainly not a tapper. Yeah. Oh goodness me! Hey, it happened. This is what this this pod is all about. It's just exactly. That- anything can happen it happens to every single one of us i i so i i'm not a dancer uh and i never was but again i can move pretty well and actually tap was probably my strongest like dance section and i once went in for billy elliot um and again i'm not a very you know i'm not i'm not a like abercrombie model i'm quite a built guy around the stomach in particular and i you know i don't look like a dancer but that's the whole point of billy elliot you need to look like a minor and I went in um, and I weirdly a, a year or so before I'd, I'd learned the routine, you know, when you get taught routines in college and like this is kind of the thing that you would audition with. But part of the Billy Elliot casting used to be that um, there was a bit that there was the policeman's dance, which is quite syncopated and quite uh, accented movements. And and as part of the audition, I, if I remember rightly, you you get split into groups of maybe four or five to do it, but every other person in the room just starts yelling abuse at you to mimic the scene in the show. Yeah. And it just put me off too much. I, I, it was a hard routine anyway for me to pick up. And everyone else was doing it bloody brilliantly, weren't they? But, oh God, I absolutely crumbled. And I think in the end, I just stood there and, and it was towards the end of the day and I was like, I'm just going to walk out. 
So yeah, uh, the, the, you know. Oh goodness me! As not a mover going into a dance call, it's quite an intimidating thing. So uh, you know, at least it with is, at least is. with your previous story, lovely Nick had, had accommodated for you in in such a wonderful way. I wish I wish more like that, <laughs> or just I yeah, ne- never too. never went to a dance call again. But <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tell me about a time that it went wrong on stage. Because obviously we need to remind people yeah. that if it goes wrong at an audition, it isn't the end of the world. The panel will know sometimes things just don't go right. It's a very stressful environment. But it's also useful to remember it doesn't always go right on stage too. So Robert West, Correct. hit me with one of your oh, best. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So that's very good. Listen, don't get me wrong. As everyone in this industry knows, it's the show isn't the same every night. Absolutely, there's not. something different about the show every night, which is why it makes it so special. Live theatre is is the best. It, it's just totally unpredictable. If you sometimes, if you go in and something's not right, something's happened in the day, something might happen on stage. Anyway, this was um, I've just finished the tour of Gloria Estefan's "On Your Feet." And we were on tour for a while, and then unfortunately, coronavirus finished us early. Um, but there was one occasion which was in Sheffield. I remember it clear as day. We were in Sheffield, and the only reason I remember it was in Sheffield is because the cover Gloria Fran was on all week, and it couldn't have happened at a worse time because, bless her, it was her first show on as Gloria on tour. So we, um, we, my character was the boss. I was the, the music boss. I was the record label and of Gloria Estefan's music. And basically this scene, they bring me a tape. Now an old school tape, no CDs back in them days, <laughs> an old school tape. And to make it authentic, it was a tape recorder that I had to put the tape in, flip back up and press play. Now this was... When I pressed play, Dr. Beat started playing and it was going to be their next hit, okay? Now, vital to the story is that the people in the audience hear what the song is so they can go, oh, it's Dr. Beat. There's the smash hit that we all remember. I took the tape, did the lines, thank you very much, got over to the tape machine and the tape machine wouldn't shut. (laughs) Now, now, there's no... the rest of the scene would not make any sense if this track didn't play. So I was pressing, I was pushing it in, pushing it in, pushing it in. Nothing was working, nothing was sticking in. And I turned around and bless, bless Fran Gloria, she said, maybe I can sing you a demo. Oh, brilliant. I was like, I was like, but then again, I, I, in my head I'm going, no, no, she can't sing a demo because I have lines about singing it in Spanish and she can't sing it in Spanish. All this stuff, right? So I was like, no, no, don't worry. <laughs> I basically turned around and went, I think there's a problem with my record player. Um, I think there's a problem with the machine. We'll just have to pretend that it's working. <laughs> I, and that came out of my mouth in front of five... 700 people to 1,000 people. 
It came out of my mouth. I looked at the audience and I just went, we're just going to have to pretend that this is working. No, <laughs> Rob! <laughs> and, I, and, the, and these two leads are on stage with me going, what the fuck is going on? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, going, what on earth is going on? And in the end, I go, and play. And because it's on a track, oh, the at least... music all of a sudden comes on. But obviously his cue is when the machine shuts, that's when the cue line, but it wasn't shutting, so he didn't press play. But in oh. your head, I'm going, please press play, please press play, please press play. And, and anyway, it's... So I had to turn around and went, oh, hey, it looks like the uh, machine isn't working, but we're just going to have to pretend that it is. Oh, my goodness. Rob, did you point to the and, audience and go, the, fixed it? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. the audience, the audience. And then when it started playing, I went to the audience and went, hey! <laughs> <laughs> it literally, oh, no, it turned into panto for about oh, four goodness. minutes. But it I was wish... one of them... I wish I'd seen her face. <laughs> oh, and you know, her, she was panicking, you know. She presented you with a very good out there. Oh, let me sing it live. <laughs> exactly. Clearly the prop's not working. <laughs> I'll cover my track. I'll cover everyone's tracks. Easy. And you went, no, no, let's go the hard way. <laughs> exactly. No, no. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Just, just oh. one more quick one as well on something that goes wrong on stage, which, again, was nothing to do with my fault. I was also in Choir of Man. Um, oh, which, fantastic show. Knows the show. Yeah, if anyone knows the show, it's a lot of singing, it's a lot of drinking, it's based in a pub. Now, the main bit of, we do have beers on stage, but it's non-alcoholic beer. Now, we sell alcoholic beer on the stage, but it's non-alcoholic for us. This was the debut night for our show. I'd never done it before. And I was the narrator, so I had all the talking, so it was vital that you could hear my microphone. I'd start... <laughs> pre-show you're drinking around and stuff i drank my drink and my microphone went straight into my beer no so so before i'd even started i didn't have a microphone <laughs> so <laughs> there was about 1200 people sat in this theater and i was trying to speak anyway bless someone managed to bring a handheld from behind the piano over to me blah 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 and then for the whole show, I had a handheld mic, like a presenter. Yes. For the whole show. Oh, we've all been there. Doing... But I'm having to play piano. I'm literally resting it on my neck, <laughs> trying to play piano. I'm just... Gaffer taping it, it to your face. motion. <laughs> oh, it was just ridiculous. But that, it just, it can happen at any at time. At any stage. It doesn't matter if you don't get the job, because things are still going to go wrong when you do get the job. <laughs> Exactly. We've all been saved exactly. by that emergency sure mic on the side of stage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did a panto once and, yeah. and the mics failed and I lit and it was a corded sure SM58 classic mic. It was literally just kind of swung on and I had to catch it but it was still like tethered into the wall because it was the one they used for the ladies and gentlemen would you please take your seat. So oh, yeah. so I had to do a whole dance routine tethered to the stage right wing. <laughs> Dancing with a bloody six-foot cow. So, <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny. Oh, dear. It's funny. Rob, thank you but so no, much for it... sharing your stories with us today. Oh, Honestly, dear. It's a pleasure. If, if, if anything from this podcast, it can go wrong and don't worry about it. There we go. That was episode one of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. 
Thank you so much to Robert West for joining me uh, on our first episode and talking through your stories this week and also a few from his career as well. Uh, I'm still bright red from half of the embarrassment on his behalf. <laughs> and I haven't even told you half of the ones that happened to me when I was auditioning. Oh no, I've committed to doing it now. It's like therapy. That's what this is. Thank you so much for listening. I've had a great time uh, recording this for you in lockdown as well. Uh, please do tell your friends, especially if they're performers and they've got stories that you think would work really well for us. Uh, tell them to listen to the show. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Anchor. Um, you can find all the links to subscribe to the show at anchor.fm slash don't call us pod. Um, share the show with your friends on Twitter and Insta and all that stuff at Don't Call Us Pod. And email in your audition tales and anecdotes to Don't Call Us Pod at gmail.com. But for now, stay safe. We'll be back next week with episode two where we have two guests and some brilliant stories. We'll speak to you soon. Stay safe and remember, don't call us, we'll call you. Goodbye! Goodbye!